0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, remember for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401. 439-6028. John petro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, com. Well, it is Wednesday. It's going to be a very warm day on this, Wednesday, July 20th. And th- th- this, I want to just start off, folks. Th- this, this is a joke that President Biden is coming to town. Uh, coming in, he's flying into Rhode Island. You know, of course, everyone's all excited. They just announced it. It was a last-minute trip. He's doing this climate emergency he's going to be going into somerset it is a complete wasted trip and they're just digging themselves even deeper now you know governor mckee the least popular governor in the country i'm sure we'll greet him at tf green airport maybe we're going to see the mother out there with the sunglasses but the wall street journal the beast mode presidency but for biden to declare a climate emergency would be a serious abuse of power democrats denounced president trump as a dictator, invoking emergency powers to build his wall after he was blocked in congress well now they're demanding biden declare climate change a national emergency advance their anti-carbon agenda that congress won't pass apparently dictators are in the eye of the beholder progressives are furious at west virginia senator joe manchin scuttling a big climate spending bill with um, legislative climate options now closed time for executive beast mode said of all people sheldon white house tweeted last week and now the white house is leaking the president may declare a national climate emergency as soon as this week they write this would be even greater abuse of power than trump repurposing military funds for the border wall wall street journal writes we criticized trump at the time warned that a democrat president might use the precedent to clear a climate emergency and here we are while a president may sometimes need to act with dispatch during an emergency, climate change isn't close to such an event. Climate change is neither southern or expected. The world has warmed by one degree Celsius since the late 19th century. And the place, pace of future warming is uncertain, depends on multiple variables. In any case, nothing progressives Biden to do will affect the climate or even reduce global emissions. China, India continue to build coal plants offset all of the west's climate sacrifices but that is in stopping progressives from demanding that biden roll over the constitution's separation of powers one irony is that the congress passed national emergencies act 1976 to limit abuses of executive power the law requires the president to activate his powers under the 130 so statutes that authorize emergency action so some of the things that progressives want biden to impose by the way halt oil exports progressives want to end shale fracking but banning u.s imports would drive up global oil prices they also want to stop oil gas drilling in the outer continental shelf progressives want biden to self sanction u.s oil gas industry Um, use the defense production act to build green energy biden could try to command manufacturers make more green products logistical snags would abound automakers can't easily convert factories into making solar panels or even electric vehicles repurpose funds as trump did now that's again this is what the progressives want biden to do so during declaring a climate emergency would flagrantly circumvent congress and the president may do it anyway him coming into town is just an absolute it's a it's a waste and um and speaking of waste folks you can read on the website com. the least popular governor in the country you guessed it rhode island governor dan mckee comes in under 40 percent approval rating i can't i love the headline mckee favorability sinks again in new poll you know i am saying can he still win the democrat primary least popular governor in the country ranked 50th out of 50 i am not surprised you know and it it there, there's several factors that led to it um obviously you know it started with the providence teachers contract he just kind of rolled over that was bogged down for a while there's a there's a reason why the negotiating was taking so long mckee comes in gives them exactly what's they want what they want and then throws them three thousand dollar bonus that's not exactly leadership it's certainly not negotiating so you know it started with that and then it led into the three thousand dollar bonuses to state workers totally unnecessary by the way it came in forms of fifteen hundred dollars last winter and then they get fifteen hundred this month as we are you know a month out uh from early voting with the primary makia's worst job approval in the u.s i believe now you also add in the fbi probe you add in the controversy over that ilo contract you add in the controversy over his former chief of staff you add in uh, other controversies that i can't even think of you know bringing in sabina matos i think it's is interesting that he's now tapping his mother to be in the commercial no again nothing against the mother of uh, the first grandmother i guess as we would describe her um they have an interesting it's kind of like the old kennedy accent mother um let's play cards i mean it it sounds like the Harbor, main type of ted kennedy type accent maybe like it's the new england irish catholic there's my mother um m-o-t-h-a i'm the governor's mother um that's just apparently the way they they talk but he is um notice that she's in the commercial not lieutenant governor sabina matos who in my just my opinion that has been a clean miss uh no one that has dealt with lieutenant governor matos in any way i can't even imagine if she was actually put in position to run the state um the, the the she is clearly not qualified for that But Governor McKee, it it is interesting, you know, someone given the chance. Gina Raimondo leaves, right, takes the gig with the Biden administration to be Commerce Secretary. Governor McKee gets to be the governor for almost a year and a half leading into the general election. And in that amount of time, look at all the problems that he has run into. Job's not as easy. I um, I think it says a lot... About his style and his experience, and really what it takes to lead, um, and and you can throw in and th- there's been so much money thrown around that they have just blown through. It's um. It's really astounding just how much money that they have just been blowing through because of all this COVID money. So we'll see. I'm anxious to see if Governor mckee brings the mother now to TF Green Airport. Biden set to speak on climate change during a visit to somerset uh there's no reason for this visit it is a complete waste of time he is tone deaf even though the uh, agenda has stalled in congress he's decided he's gonna take it up and it's all folks it begins and ends with all they ever try to do is pacify the progressives instead of standing up to them and i recognize you know they make a lot of noise and the squad was arrested yesterday part of a demonstration uh, you know, they have their causes. And you notice it's always like they're always fighting. Um, Senator Mack has a, a new whatever campaign video and she's always like, I was fighting for that, and then I was fighting for that. And they, they, everything with them is they use and first of all, they don't work with anyone. They're impossible. You can't work with them. But um I I don't Governor McKee, the novelty of the President of the United States is coming in and of course he's going to air force one will land at tf green i i want to remind people it's going to be very warm when the president lands plus the tarmac gets hot they'll be lucky if biden doesn't have heat stroke as he's uh trying to make his way into um the beast the uh, limousine that travels with the president the protesters out there it's it's all a complete waste though and i i think with governor mckee misses the boat i'm sure he thinks hey this is fantastic the president's coming i'm going to greet the president of the united states and i'm sure as governor actually has to but the thing to watch is i think is if they have the the mother out there um the governor's mother me just because they want i think want to highlight the the new ad that they think is a home run and there she is and they're playing cards cards she's wearing the sunglasses inside i don't know what to make of that Someone, uh, the first inf- uh, feedback I got was people saying, "Oh, good, yeah, the state's a mess, the country's a mess, gas is five dollars a gallon." And he's sitting around playing cards with his mother. I mean, that's that's reaffirming. So, all right, a lot ahead on this Wednesday, folks. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. J Perry Paving, folks, you can depend on J Perry Paving. They provide high quality. Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. To the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, pito.com. Joining us right now, he is uh, back from vacation. Columnist for the Boston Globe, mainly focusing on Rhode Island. It is Dan McGowan. And, uh, Dan, a lot of things to discuss with Governor McKee. Starting off with, um, let's get into, you, you touch on it in Roadmap. You think there could be an upside to this morning console poll now he is listed he's the least popular governor in the country but you point out that uh certainly hurt gina raimondo and that never that did not stop her from getting reelected in 2018
1: yeah you know look there's it is never a good sign and never a good you know thing when you are the least popular governor in the country and we we dealt with that for years with raimondo and uh and there you know it is it is fairly clear that that's the case uh, you know, here, in fact, you know, some people, there, there are times where people, you know, dispute the morning consult kind of method of polling. But, you know, we are consistently seeing our poll, the Globes poll. Um, other, you know, data suggests that he's somewhere around 40 percent approval. Um, that's bad by any stretch of the imagination. Now, we, it's weird because the last two presidents, Biden and Trump, you know, dealt with such low approval ratings that, you know, low approval has almost become like the norm. But let's be clear, you no know, governor wants to be somewhere at 40%. Um, I think that the, you know, situation that the governor, at least the, the glass half full look from the governor here is, you know, it's not like everybody hates me. It's not like 60% say they disapprove of the job. There's just, there's still surprisingly a lot of people who, Kind of don't have a strong opinion on this governor um, at all yet, and so what the governor would say, governor's campaign would say, is look, you know, we're going to get our chance to to showcase, you know, the the job that he's done, and get get you know, show a little bit of personality, so people start to get to like him more. I, the the where I'm skeptical of that, John, is I think we have had you know, and we've had 16, 18 months now of of this governor. We had yes. we we know kind of who he is there's been you know so i find it a little hard to believe that you're gonna see that that suddenly he's gonna you know end up with 55 percent job approval and clearly win this race i think this is a this is a you know a, a, a you know a wrestling match in the mud here he's he is fighting with Nelly Gorbea and Helena folks to get about 32% of the vote to try to win this thing. That's how this is going to go. It's not, it's never going to be a point where you're going to say, boy, you know, obviously like, you know, Dan McKee kind of ran away with this thing. If Dan McKee wins this race, it's going to be a razor thin margin.
0: And, and Dan McGowan, when you come back to uh, June of 21, I, I think he had a 59% approval rating in the morning. Yeah. The initial one.
1: Yes, the initial, the, his initial reaction uh, when he came in was was very popular. That you're, yes. you're exactly right about that.
0: And then in the fall of 21, when he went away on the two week vacation yeah. around Thanksgiving, I, I thought that the numbers were not what he thought he was because in that that September they they come out with them and again they were high. And he so you know he did come out of the box strong. He's faced some other challenges. And, and let's just touch on most of the time. A lot of people don't get that. But the undecideds do not break with the incumbent. The, yes. the undecided voters, they break with the challenger. And I completely agree with you, Dan McGowan. I think the problem for Governor McKee is people, you know, him and they have seen him and they're kind of like you know walking around the car lot i'm like all right let's see what else is here like that's yeah. not who they're settling on
1: that's right he's, i mean he, you know you have used this as a the I, I really like the analogy of you know he's the like the safe, safe prom problem. date right yeah. if you use the car example he's like the yes. he's like the gray honda civic right yep. you're you know you're going to what you're going to get but there's a red car in the corner, right, that, that you kind of like. And, and I, think, uh, I think that's his challenge here. And the thing about this is is that and we could talk about this. I mean, I, I thought the, the new, you know, his first commercial, it's very yeah. cute. It's adorable. Um, it, I'm sure it will soften him to some people. Uh, the challenge is, though, is is the, you know, he is what he is, right? He's kind of, you know, he's a much older guy. You're going to look at two choices here if you're a Democratic primary voter. You've got, you know, a, a, like a very attractive candidate and a newcomer in Helena Folks, You know, Nellie Gorbea kind of checks a lot of boxes on, you know what a, a, a you know a left leaning Democrat uh, both looks like, talks like, all that kind of stuff. So you do have other options here. You know this is not like you know go back four years ago, 2018 where, you know, sure, Matt Brown ends up getting, you know, what, 36 38% of their vote in a primary. Well, voters didn't have any other choice, other, you know, other than the incumbent that they didn't really like that much, right? You, you know, this is a little different. There are, you know, choices here, and that's going to be the case that you're going to see. This is why you see Helena folks, you know, continuing to feel pretty good about her campaign. You know, from what I can see in watching this, maybe you disagree with me, but what, what the only... That I think I could see actually running away with this thing would be Helena Folks. Like if she yes. just catches a little bit of fire, you could see a scenario where she looks a little bit more like Ramundo in '14, which was yep. you know I went back and looked at it. Gina Ramundo got 42% of the vote in a crowd in that in that uh, Angel Tavares Clay Pell primary. Yep. You know, that's who you could see doing this. If Nelly Gorbet is going to win this thing, if Dan, uh, Dan McKee is going to win this thing, it's going to be, you know, 33, 34% of the vote that they get. Mm.
0: Let's talk about the commercial. Um, wh- what do you know about it? Who put it together? I think it's interesting, the cards. You know, he's sitting there playing cards with his mom, I guess, who's 94. Some element of re- uh, relatability that she moved in with them during the, the pandemic. Their accent, though, when you listen to it, it's that... That old Ted Kennedy, Bar Harbor, it's kind of, if you're watching it, it could be a Massachusetts commercial almost that you're not familiar with the candidate. But the issues he hits on, um, it's its a nice concept. I don't know how many people are going to see it, Dan McGowan. I'm still sticking with my, I just don't think people are watching a lot of television. But what do we know? What do we know who came up with the? the campaign i i think the governor must love it and think it's the greatest thing he's ever seen
1: oh believe me you know it's yeah. funny uh, on you know monday and, and sort of late last week as it started to you know as as the the people around him started to you know either see the first cut of it or you know talk about it everybody w- was in my ear saying dan you're gonna love this commercial it's a home run it's it's such a perfect you know uh, uh, you know kind of humorous ad here um, you know, Dan McKee is interesting. He's hired he's got a lot of d c, um, you know, consultants, no surprise. but he's made a couple of switches in his campaign. Mm. so he he used to have uh, the group that I believe in this I think this is right. He used to have, the group that uh, that David Axelrod was a part of at one wow. point you know famous Obama you know yeah. advisor and then he, he went in a different direction they hired a, a, another firm out of DC I think lesser known but again big time Democratic national kind of um, you know uh, consultants and I, I think they felt like you know after they've done a lot of polling here I'm sure they've you know done their focus groups I think what they want what they have settled on is, all right, he is what he is, right? He's a guy with a, you know, with that Rhode Island, like you said, it is a little bit of a Massachusetts accent, a Ted Kennedy accent. Yes, it's a, <laughs> Oh man, uh, um, what
0: is that?
1: They, they, but they, you know, I think that they wanted to kind of lean into, you know, here's this guy who's, who's obviously he's, he's, you know, he's, he's older. He's not you know Joe Biden old, but he's old, and he you know they wanted to kind of say like okay you no know what he gets the joke. I think that was their goal, and then they tried to cross off the things that they feel like you know that that they've hit on really well. Now here's the challenge: we you and I have been talking about this for months. I think the Democrats, both nationally and then here at home, make a huge mistake when they try to tell all of us that the economy is just exactly. fine and everything yes. is going well. Yep, uh, and that's the first thing you know we. We led Rhode Island best to, you know, recovery. It doesn't feel that way for no. most voters. Exactly. Now, the, the other stuff I think makes sense. like the car tax thing, no one's going to know who's – You know, who gets credit for it? This is Mattiello or or Ruggiero or Shikarchi now. That doesn't matter. Okay, fine. You check the box on that. You do the guns thing because that's, you know, that's typical Democratic kind of advertising. But I do think, you know, if you're the average person at home and maybe you are watching, you know, Wheel of Fortune tonight and the the first time you see the ad, are you actually going to believe that the economy is humming along? I think the answer to that is no.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't think you are and that's some of the first feedback uh, feedback I got from people was like what what world is he living in people think the country's a mess people think like you know things are how how worse can they get and nine percent inflation on, like, I mean, <laughs> everything is terrific and one guy said boy you know things are a mess I can't get workers my expenses and this guy's sitting around playing cards with his mother
1: right <laughs> yeah and that's you know that's gonna be the attack I think from the, from uh, from the other from the other campaigns i think it's it's you know this is a guy who it's great that you know he's, he's got his mom at home and god bless her she's 94 and she's right. you know all that is very very charming but here's the thing you know this is you know this is a moment for a governor to be serious and working 24 yeah. 7 i yeah. think that's going to be the case by the way that's the helena folks opening right it, it, helena folks her her campaign ever since she got in this race has been they hate the idea that people, you know, refer to her. And I did this early on, Gina Raimondo 2.0. Yeah. But the best chance she has here is to show people, yes, like you don't have to like everything I'm going to do, but trust me that I'm hardworking, that I'm going to, you know, Get the best people. I'm going to do a lot of the things that, you know, Gina tried to do while she was here. That's the case that she has to make. It's, it's kind of threading a needle, though, because, you, you know, you do see, like we talked about off the top, you know, Gina was pretty unpopular job approval wise for a really long time. So you don't want to completely lean into that, but that you do want to show that you're going to take this economy a lot more seriously than I think Governor McKee appears to be doing.
0: And Raimondo, she had Trump in the White House, not, not a very unpopular Democrat president. That's and right. This is a more crowded primary. 2014, granted, that was, that was tough. Clay Pell kind of bailed her out on that. But uh, the 2018, you know, th- this is a different scenario. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead, though. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment service. At Med Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to Atmed urgent care two locations johnston 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 or east greenwich 5750 post road online at atmedurgentcare.net we're speaking with dan mcgowan of the boston globe dan i would just want to stay with the mckee ad his approval i just think there's an element of novelty it is nice there it is it's charming I was even saying, you know, no matter what happens, he got to have his mother in a commercial. However, you know, you got to get past the novelty of it. It's kind of like when and I talk about people get excited the first time they see themselves on the front page of the paper. They're in the news. And right now, he is the least popular governor in the country. And this is before any of the negative ads start. And you raise the issue in Roadmap. Who's going to be the first one to pull the trigger on a negative ad with Governor McKee?
1: Yeah and, and I think it's you know I think it's wide open here I actually wouldn't be surprised if the first negative ad actually targets Nelly Gorbea cuz mm. right the you know our polling and, and I think lots of private polling has showed her you know slightly ahead it's not like right. she's well out in front and, and certainly if you're you know a Helena folks you need to slow down the, the you need to slow down the concept that Nelly Gorbea is kind of the runaway winner here Right. Um and, and and I think among the chatter in class it is star- I think there's lots of folks in Rhode Island politics who are saying wait, kind of looks like Nellie may may pull this one off. She's kind of done everything. She's run a really you know a strong kind of quiet mighty campaign, and and I think so. There is the chance that the first negative ads actually target Nellie Gurbeya here, but. Um, you know, there's also it, it's also much easier to just tee off on the incumbent governor, right? You feel better about yourself. Everybody can say, oh, it's fair game. And you could see a scenario where, you know, I, I know that what the McKee campaign is hoping is that this ad kind of, again, reintroduces yourself to the voters. You, people find you charming. You get a little bit of a bump. But you you've hit it on the head. I mean, you know, that ad, you know, sandwiched between two ads that say this guy is out of touch and doesn't, you know, doesn't have a clue what's going on. Um, that, that message is going to start to resonate. Uh, you know, McKee strikes me again, he can win this race. I think all three of these candidates right now have a, have a real chance to win McKee's the one though, that I think I could see going either way. You could see him winning with 33% of the vote or by September 13th, you could see, Oh yeah, he ended up with 15, 17% and, and finished, you know, a distant third because of all the kind of the negative that's going to go his way. Remember, there's a lot of money that's going to be out there from kind of the, the third party super PAC types. Helena so, you know, folks has one that's gonna That's ready, you know, gearing up to spend a lot of money. You're going to see Emily's List come in and spend, I think a lot of money for Nelly Garbea. Um, McKee will have that too. Remember he's going to have charter school money. He probably will get a little bit of national democratic money. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of, uh, ads, uh, you know, in, in the next, in the coming months, the question's going to be, as you point out, you know, are people actually going to see them in, uh, you know, late July and throughout August?
0: Does he go to TF Green Airport today to greet President Biden? And does it help him or hurt him? Such a good question.
1: I I think he will, um, in part because of what you were saying before that novelty, Dan McKee never thought he was going to get to hang out with the president. Right. right? In his, you would not have guessed that that would be the case, uh, you know, prior to Gina Raimondo going to Washington. And I think there is a little bit of charm. Remember, Dan McKee feels very, he loves to point out that he was an early supporter of Joe Biden. By yeah. the way, he got it right, right? He, you know, while while the rest of his party here in Rhode Island and much across the country, were all looking for a new shiny object. You know, he kind of stuck with the the guy that he thought could win and the guy did win. So he feels good about that. Does it help him or hurt him is a better question because – you know i mean because do, poll- he bring the
0: mother to the airport he,
1: that's what you should with with the sunglasses on is yes, how you do with it the
0: sunglasses inside no but that's the like if you really want to highlight the ad suddenly it's like there she is kind of you know gina talked about that cc suddenly kind of became yes. the star of the campaign and-
1: you make you know what you do. I mean, this is going to sound really corny but you kind of You know, you you make her like the Sabina Matos. You know, you start traveling with mom around. Yeah,
0: well, Matos is to me is just not working. But Dan McGowan, let's just look at what Governor McKee's like. And again, folks, speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Friday, your former colleagues break the story. University Club uh, subpoenaed documents, um, you know, in regards to the FBI probe. Over the weekend, Michael Sabatoni has been in videos with him. He gets busted under DUI. A senior advisor to McKee gets arrested in Vermont and it gets put on leave and then the morning consul poll comes out least popular governor boom four, four in a row and now Biden coming i just i i don't know an extreme heat i i think it's also dangerous for the president to be out in this heat just for anyone to be out in this heat i think it's it's almost a gamble putting him out here on the hottest day that we've had probably all summer
1: yeah, John. It's dangerous for you and I to be yes. out in this heat. Uh, no, I, I think you're. And by, by the way, this is also for a week that, if you were to ask, uh, if you were to ask Dan McKee on, let's say Thursday or Friday, they knew they were coming out with their ad. They yep. knew they would have said next week's going to be the like the best week of Boom. our campaign. Yep. we're gonna relaunch. We're relaunch. That's exactly right. And you're right. You now you've been bogged down by you know unfortunate events that. You can't help, but guess no. what? They're very much tied to your, you know, you can't say Mike Sabatoni isn't supporting you. Guy they're spending a hundred thousand dollars in advertising on yeah. you on air right yeah. now. So, you know, you, you get the senior advisor thing, guy gets arrested in Vermont. Nobody cares about the, you know, the inside details of no, whether no. you know that that's not what people read. That's not what people care about. Um, and so this turn goes from being relaunch week to you're scrambling. You're talking about things you don't want to. You don't want to talk about Mike Sabatoni's D-I. No. Um and, and, and then you're right. You get you get this situation with with the president coming to town, where you know you. And it's it's true. It's not like the president, no matter who it is, you know, is is frequently in Rhode Island or southeastern Mass. So of course you want to do this. But again, it's that sort of out of touch challenge where. The voters here don't actually think all that highly, and particularly, John, primary voters, right? Are there a lot of primary voters right now who I'm sure they're thrilled that Joe Biden is the president and Donald Trump is not, but but that's it, right? There are 10 other choices. I think my, I'll I'll tell you this, this may be a little bit of a tangential thing here, John, but I think the number one question that I want to see everybody ask during the debates, you know, in the next couple of months, is who did you support before you supported Joe Biden
0: for president? Yes. I think that's what yeah.
1: I, I want to know who all of these guys were supporting before they all jumped on that bandwagon.
0: And would, would, would you like him to run for another term? For another term,
1: exactly. And
0: what do you make of Senator Mack or her upside down twerking? <laughs> twerking. <laughs> but but it, just one last note on the Biden thing, uh, Dan McGowan. It is the, the tarmac, it's like 10 degrees hotter on that tarmac. Oh, it's so, brutal it's brutal so whatever the temperature is add 10 degrees i think i just i just wonder about that um yesterday was a significant day in the gubernatorial campaign and and it's captured folks in the boston globe in detail where secretary of state nelly gobea had a press briefing and boy the the back and forth between her and elena folks is really heating up
1: yeah and this opens the the floodgates here for what I, what I think is the 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 ad that will really hurt uh, Helena folks, which is you know this idea that you you know you gave money to Mitch McConnell again not a household name here but when you put it in the context of Democratic primary voters that you know basically Mitch McConnell's the guy that gave you the overturning of of Roe v Wade uh, because of the way you know the Supreme Court works. Uh, that is going to be a significant attack. And the pushback on Nelly Gorbea, it, it, I think it's very weak. I think it, it works among the, you know, the hardcore progressives who are not supporting Helena Folk's, by the way, because, you know, there's, there's this video, I'm sure you've seen her circulating online where she kind of talks down to like a young activist. Yeah. Um, She's got that challenge. The problem is, is that I, I don't think Helena Folk's donor to Mitch McConnell can make the case that Nellie doesn't do enough for, you know, women's reproductive rights. It seems like it's going to be, it's going to get you really bogged down. And I'll tell you, there's a guy, there's a person who, uh, who I talked to months ago. I mean, this was last year, around Thanksgiving, somebody said to me, you know, knows Rhode Island politics really well has worked in successful gubernatorial campaigns. They said to me, that Mitch McConnell donation for Helena folks is her bugaboo. That's going to be the thing. That really hurts her. And if and the person said to me, if Nelly Gorbea is in a position of strength and then she can do the attack, then she's got a great, you know, a really great chance. And yep. that's it right now. Nelly Gorbea is the strong person here. Yes. And if she can kind of really start to push back and this becomes, you know, I, I'm the, uh, I always say this, I'm the most progressive person who can win. That's going to be the message that I think resonates with a lot of primary voters for Nelly Gorbea.
0: McGowan what do you think of the attack on her that she supported Mattiello and then in 2018 she she didn't even support Gina Raimondo for re-election I think it's a it,
1: it's one of those ones that again it resonates with the people who you know people who are thinking in their heads that they actually know Nick who Nick Mattiello was and the average person has forgotten about Nick Mattiello yeah. five times over right yeah. um, and it becomes I mean think about the way you have to explain that in a debate you were you walked with the Democratic House Speaker against a Republican. Of course, she did, right? Like that, <laughs> I remember Gina Raimondo walking with Gordon Fox too, right? That you know this is what they they do. I, I, that's going to be a really hard thing to to actually message. Um, you know I, the, the challenge that Nellie Gourbet has always had. If you talk to you know people around her their her, her hesitance around you know ab- around abortions in particular is the Latino community is not as progressive right. as the traditional democratic community, yes. or the, you know the the white progressives. And so she's always danced a fine line there just because she doesn't want to alienate any you know people who should clearly be in her corner. Um, and it, but again, that's a hard thing because, are you you're gonna tell me that that the person who donated to, uh, you know, who donated to Mitch McConnell is better? Are you gonna tell me that the seventy year old guy is better? It, it's it's this is gonna be a really hard case to make against uh against Nelly Gorbea, in my opinion.
0: Folks, um, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan, columnist of the Boston Globe, right here on the John DePietro show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling. 885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them four zero one we're speaking with dame mcgowan of the boston globe i want to mention folks president biden is in the area uh he's going to be in massachusetts but still landing at green globe will have full coverage Uh, Dan McGowan, also interesting piece in the Boston Globe. uh, I'd call it an exclusive regarding questioning Gonzalo Cuervo, whether or not, I think that's an interesting story about what he put on a job application regarding college degree. And as much as they want to, you know, maybe push back and say, you know, he fought for the people. um, I'm just always impressed when somehow someone goes through Uh, someone's, you know, there was a public access request and so forth. But um, they pick out something like that and find that, you know, he recently got his degree. And when he got his job with the Secretary of State's office, it was, it was, you know, it was not exactly as he laid it out to be. Yeah. And
1: and, and let's be clear, you know, there's a lot of people want to get confused, you know, confuse this and muddy this up and make it sound like, well, you know, he, he got his degree late in life. So what, at least, he, you know, he got his degree. Lots of people go through this. Yeah. That means absolutely nothing here. All of that's true. And that's, that's a great thing, but on his application for, for a yeah. $140,000 a year job,
0: yeah.
1: uh, you know, at the secretary of state's office, he or somebody who filled out his application did not tell the truth Right. Um, so I think it's a bit of a challenge. Now, the, the strange thing about this race for mayor of Providence, John, you know, I love Providence. It's my yeah. favorite place to cover. There's so little energy in this thing. Now, I was talking to the other campaigns this week and I said, boy, is that, you know, you think that's going to be the nail in the coffin for Gonzalo Cuervo? Are you going to do anything with it? And both both of LaFortune kind of distanced herself from it. Yeah. The smiley campaign is is sort of. Uh, you know a little bit head in the clouds they're saying look we're winning we're doing fine we're gonna let this just play out we don't care yeah. um, I could see the scenario though you could put you know you could see in a debate where uh, you know Tim White asks a snarky question and and you know Gon- Gonzalo wants to take a shot at Brett Smiley you know Brett's gonna have the ammo there he's gonna be able to say look you know at least I didn't lie on my job application that's right uh, I could see them you know a mailer going out the last minute to the East side of Providence, which will care about this issue far more than probably other parts of the city will. Um, So I think this is, you know, something that's going to hang over um, you know, the, the race a little bit, but that race is so interesting. I mean, we have no public polling. So we, we all assume that Brett Smiley has a, you know, something of a comfortable lead there, but everybody's flying a little bit blind and, I don't think you're going to see really intense coverage of it because everybody's focusing on the governor's race and, and, and that congressional race in the second yes. district.
0: Will we see them on a debate? I'd really like to see them on debate stage because there's no love there at all. I see the two of them are both everywhere, both Smiley and yes. Gonzalo, but there is no love between the campaigns. And he, you know, if this thing, I, he's untested in, in, I think in a debate, I'd like to see if he could keep his cool. Cause I, I've seen it heard instances where, where he can go, you know, zero to 60 pretty quick.
1: Yeah. No. So Channel 12 is is absolutely doing a public debate that it will be, you know, I don't know if it's PPAC or at Rick, but they are doing a televised, you know, primetime debate for Providence Mayor. That's the only one that I know of that is scheduled, yep. um, you know, in this primary. I think they're doing that sometime in late August. Um, and so you will get a chance to see that. And you're right. I mean, that's the thing. The, the, the interesting part of uh, particularly, I think even more than, than you know, a, a statewide race is, you know, having covered multiple Providence mayoral races, you know, you get into August, even right now, you, you know, from now through the primary, almost every day, there is some sort of event where you meet the candidates. So yeah. these guys learn, you know, they learn every talking point of one another but the one thing that they don't ever see because they're they're all kind of getting to fi- you know figure it out they all don't have deep experience you never know who's the person who's going to emerge on stage and maybe you know maybe become an attack dog right yep. um and, and that will be interesting and, and i think that will be the chance to kind of make up ground on Brett Smiley if you could kind of knock him back and think you know uh, have him go into you know, a debate or you know the end of the cycle where he thinks I've got this locked up. I don't need to do anything. Just don't make mistakes. Well, there's your chance to really come out, land a punch, and you know, and, and make your case. The problem is, I'm not sure which of these candidates can really do that. I, I think Gonzalo Cuervo, You're right. He's he's everywhere. Uh, he's untested. He's you know, we've seen him in uh, in interviews. He, you know, he can get a little nervous at times. I think he's gotten yeah. better, but he but he can get nervous. And I think the challenge that Nerville of Fortune has is you know, she's almost let this one slip away, right? She, she was the candidate that probably, you know, again, thinking about a Democratic primary electorate, should have been the favorite in this race. Could have been the first black person elected, could have been the first female elected. And she just hasn't quite, um, you know, resonated the same way that, you know, that, that Gonzalo has kind of stolen the progressives from her. And that's where this battle comes out. It's kind of traditional very much East Side voters in Providence, and a little bit of the Mount Pleasant, Elmhurst versus the Progressives. That's what this race is all about right now,
0: folks. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, you mentioned CD two. Am I hearing that I think in the next before August, Seth Magazine is going to announce that. They have, in fact, got a house in the 2nd District.
1: <laughs> there are rumors out there that yeah. there's a chance that they, they've they've found some uh, potential property. Uh, you would hope so. I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting, uh, you know, that was the, the hard question that he had to answer when, when Langevin endorsed him. That's right. Uh, um, and if he doesn't do it, if, he, if they don't move in, you know, that's going to be... That's the one, I think, kind of punch that really sticks. People can understand that. You don't even live here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you still get a punch because if you, you just moved here yesterday, it's still, a, you know, an ugly thing. But uh, he's going to have to do that because if he doesn't, you go into a general election. That's This is, you know, Alan Fung's number one attack on the guy, yeah. you
0: know. Jim McGowan, before I just actually a couple other quick things. Um, we, where is the Matt Brown campaign, and when when will we first see the candidates? Early voting starts August twenty fourth. When are we going to first see the Democrat candidates in a primary up on a debate stage?
1: I don't think you're going to see it until uh, the, the the after that you know that wow. early voting starts. I think Channel Twelve has one scheduled again late August. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure channel 10 is sometime in maybe early September. Uh, and so people will have already voted by the time, uh, they, Mm. you know, they see these candidates on, you know, what all the candidates would say is, look, we've been debating constantly. We go to all these forums. That's not the, that's the, you know, that's the junior varsity. That's your preparation. You know, real debate, let's be honest, is, is Tim White kind of on stage asking you questions. That's the one that we all take, you know, very seriously. Um, and I think uh that's what we're all kind of you know waiting to see because until then you, you know you're relying on public polling you're relying on gut feeling you know in matt brown's case he's just been nowhere right yeah. and you know, they talk this big game about they're gonna you know win the senate they're gonna win the house they're you know they're, they've got they've got lots of candidates who have real chances to win it just hasn't trickled all the way up to either that lieutenant governor's race or the no. governor's race.
0: Yeah. And what about the general treasurer's race? That seems to be one to watch that uh, I, could get pretty, that, that could get some fireworks going.
1: I think it's a fascinating race. It's a hard thing for, for you know, you and I and guys who kind of like the sport of this and, yeah. and certainly your listeners, the, the, it, it's hard to get into, you know, general treasurer policy. Uh, you know, you, you don't really see, uh, you know, managing the finances of the state is, is not exactly the sexiest you know kind of job, but you do have a fascinating case here where you you, you know Diosa, Dio the former mayor of Central Falls, kind of has a lot of the energy in the party behind him, has certainly the youthful energy, but he's not at all a progressive. He's not you know one of these like co-op candidates. He's very much kind of an establishment uh, Democrat. You know, has the the party nomination uh, endorsement, all that kind of thing, but seven Pryor has arguably been much more higher profile than James Dios over the last couple of years. You know, has lots of the laborers with him, has, you know, is working really hard. And he's gonna try to make the cases look, you know, I, I think he's gonna say James Dios is a nice kid. I'm a serious professional. Right. And that's why I should, you know, be in this race. And and by the way, sometimes that's when these things get really ugly. When it becomes, you know, you're being dismissive of me. It, that's when it gets chippy. It's not, you know, you're wrong about your view on the pension system. It, it, right. It's it, it's the attacks that are going to be uh, that are going to define that race.
0: Dan McGowan, don't you find it interesting, though, behind the scenes that both because of the progressive, the, the co-op, Sakachi has a primary, Ruggiero has a primary, and then obviously Governor Key, they all do because of that. He's got to deal with it. Uh, the same. I'm very intrigued by just the internal strife within the Democrat party.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, the old, the the, the thing we hear, you know, and you've been around long enough to know this is is, with the exception, you know, the younger people who are in office or who are running is it's a little different. They sort of still have that kind of idealistic kind of energy. Nobody likes walking in 95 degree weather, knocking on doors. Right. And so, you know, as gregarious a guy as Joe Shikarchi is, as, you know, as kind of, uh, you know, ingrained in North Providence politics as Dominic Ruggiero is, these guys could find a hundred things they'd rather be doing than you know, schlepping up and down the road and trying to you know, beg people for votes, and so that's where the co op is quite successful, right? They have given headaches to everybody, yeah. Um, and we should be clear you know, while I think I think Ruggiero is likely to hold on, and I think Shikarchi is certainly likely to hold on, remember, Shikarchi's never had an opponent before, so he's right. he's certainly stressing out about this, right? He's gonna spend more than he needs to probably, and, and it's going to make him work. It does kind of neutralize, um, you know, I think the, the, the leadership, because they're going to demand all their people come work for them. Remember, remember the way Nick Mattiello's race was, yeah. Gordon Fox too. You know, you, you end up having everybody put their resources in North Providence or in Warwick. Suddenly that's when, you know, a progressive suddenly wins in Smithfield or a progressive wins in another part of the state because, you you know, you didn't have the resources there.
0: That is exactly right. Folks, each day I start uh, by getting an email called Roadmap. You hear me reference it? it. has links to all the different stories of the globe. You can also see uh, in, in Massachusetts that Meta, Facebook, they are pulling back on the Kendall Square, um, the big renovation that they were doing for the huge amount of space, 250,000 square feet, that reemphasizes that people still want to work from home. And Dan McGowan, right now, if you'd be so kind to extend that offer, Folks, it's free. You receive it each day and it's a rundown of all the, the day stories, including the fact that the president of the United States as all the headlines are saying going it alone and going to Massachusetts on this climate uh, change agenda.
1: Yeah, well, guess what? You, you know, if you're uh, you not you, you want to beat the heat, you don't have to go outside. You don't have to pick up the paper. Sit on your, you know, your phone. Look at uh, Roadmap because it, yeah. it comes right to your inbox every day, every weekday um, and very simple. Uh, as soon as you send me this email, I'll add you to our list. Just send an email, blank email. Don't have to write anything. RINews at globe.com. RINews at globe.com. I'll know what it is and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning.
0: Folks, he is Dan McGowan. Dan, great. Uh, welcome back. Uh, great job. And we'll see how things uh, work out with the president. it be a long
1: summer, John. Long hot summer.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dan McGowan. Talk to you soon. See ya. Home again consignment located Governor Francis Shopping Center. Fine furniture. Art, antiques, glassware, jewelry, buy, sell, or sell in consignment, and estate sales are provided. It's Home Again Consignment. Call John, 401-463-3310. Again, located right in Warwick in the Governor Francis Shopping Center. Home Again Consignment to the John DePietro show. It's AM1380 99.9 FM. Remember you can always listen online at our website, depetro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok, plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories, videos, contact. Log on right at the website, depetro.com the centerdale revival stop it and see them comfort food and cocktails you're gonna love the centerdale revival located 2025 smith street north providence right in centerdale right across from north providence town hall delicious food delicious drinks live entertainment on the weekends shane and his crew they're waiting for you a great time is going to be had by all at the centerdale revival 2025 smith street in north providence